Welcome to the Women Who Code podcast. Have a mentor, have, have someone that inspires you. I think that's important. Someone where you can like ask all the th- all the silly questions that we think when we are starting, you know, and you don't feel like confident, but there, try to find someone that you can always ask the, the silly question. In the Women Who Code Career Nav segment of our show, You'll hear real-world advice from people who are currently working in the technology industry and personally know the steps needed to succeed. Karina, uh, first of all, her introduction, she's senior engineering manager with Eventbrite. Eventbrite is a data platform, uh, basically a ticketing platform for events. And, uh, you know, so many events are hosted there. So let's let's just uh, talk to Karina. Given uh, this event right is a data platform, and just want to know how this event right platform handles data, and how we analyze the user interactions and make decisions and experiment with our users based on that. Uh, well, nice to meet you all. Uh, first of all, yeah, we are a ticketing platform, one of the leader uh, companies in the world. Uh, I think it's important to mention that we are in 180 countries just to see and, and realize and be aware about the traffic that we have and all the data that the uh, platform has to handle every day. So in terms of uh, amount of load, um, it's important to mention too that we have uh, more than six lakh uh, of creators and more than 53 lakh of events. And with, with this in mind, you can imagine that all the data that we have, uh, well, to process is a lot, but what, what are the, the use that we do uh, for, for take advantage of this? What we, what we track uh, is, is all, the, all, I mean, all the interactions that the user uh, is doing. If you think, for example, in the event page, uh, this is the, the page that has like m- the, the most traffic from the entire platform. And what we do there is to analyze what are the interactions that the user uh, does every day. And what we do, uh, I mean, in the last year, what we have been doing was to replace Google Analytics in post of a, a tool called a HIP. And we are doing that. And that, that, that was very important for us because we reduce a lot the JavaScript code. So that was an important achievement that we, we did in the last months. And on the other side, what we are doing is to use another tool that it's called Statsic. Uh, then I can write it. Uh, and it's about experimentation. So with these exper- experiments, uh, I don't know, Renu, if this, this was the, the, your question, if I'm answering your question, or are you more interested on something different? If not, I can talk about the experiments. Yeah, which is good. So you t- spoke about the, how it handles the data. And now I was asking also about how you analyze the data and the user interactions and what kind of decisions are you able to make yeah. based on that? Yeah, yeah. For example, what we do is to, when we are going to launch a new feature, sometimes that uh, it's very important to have the data there because if not, uh, you're going to start creating something and that probably nobody is going to use. So the first thing that we do is to, try to detect with the product managers and the managers and also the engineer team. We have a data partner, every team has one, and also we have a research partner. So what we do is 
is that the data team shared to us, for example, the usage of a, a feature. We are going, to, I'm going to use an example like reserve seating, for example. What is this? These are uh, maps that you have, like imagine like big stadiums because you are going to organize a music festival, for example. And, and then you, you want to do like an improvement there because you are seeing that we compare between the 2021 and the 2022, the usage uh, decrease. So why? Then what we do is to, to understand all the funnel to see where, where are our users uh, struggling because sometimes it's because the feature is not super user friendly. So uh, imagine that this is in the first page. So what we do is to, to do like some experiments. These experiments are, uh, are, are something that we do in only one or, well, no, two, two weeks probably or a month. And then after 30 days, for example, what we do is to track if with this different, imagine that you are changing a color in a button or you are creating, moving, for example, the menu uh, to another part. And then what we do is to, to contrast, like EV testing. So we have the option A, for example. Uh, and what we do there is to well, put the bottom on the top and, and track how, how many users are converting, are, are, are being able to, for example, purchase a ticket in these maps. You know? And in the B, you are trying another thing. So after these 30 days, we, what we do is to meet with, with the data par partner, with the team, and with the program manager to make a decision. Well, sometimes it's, there, there are no changes, but in the good uh, scenarios, you are going to see like an increase in, in one of these two options and then make the decision to, to probably iterate and improve that, that, that feature. Hey, that's great, Karina. And, um, you know, it was nice meeting um, Archana Ganapati, Dr. Archana, uh, a couple of weeks back. And I see that She's based out of uh, San Francisco, California, and and um, you are sitting in Spain, and she heads the data organization, which you yep. look at from Europe. And this platform is uh, across the world in different uh, geographies. Yep. Uh, how do you see that collaboration of all this data and analysis uh, experiments you're talking about happening across geographies in different multiple time zones? Yeah, well, I've seen a lot of things because I joined even right five years ago. So when, when I started at, at the company, uh, it was very, very different. We only had at that time only two engineering teams. So it was pretty easy to us to coordinate. You know, we had like this monolith. Um, some people in, in San Francisco were adding code and some people in Argentina were adding code. But then when, when we started having issues, uh, when we expanded, when we opened this new office in, in Spain, it was like, well, we were having three different time zones. So a test that has been like broken in, in San Francisco was affecting the releases in Spain. So then uh, at that point, we realized that we were with this need of start breaking the monolith, start having like teams uh, like co-locate. This means with the, pre, with the product manager, with the engineer manager, that, that's my role, and, and with some that data partner, but all of them working in a small piece of, of well, small piece sometimes are, are big, but in a, in a service, and especially out of this monolith, and being able to do releases uh, at any time. So for that, uh, 
we, we implemented different uh, tools to, for example, we increase the async communication. We use a lot of the email and Slack and the Jira. And it's not like something that we are going to be able to meet at any time, because for example, in San Francisco at this time is 3 a.m. But uh, so it has pros and contras, but on the other hand, we, we, I can say that we, we learn a lot to, to work uh, with, with these different time zones that are like three. Well, now we have also our office in Hyderabad. So it's another one. Spain and, and Hyderabad are, are like neighbors. So we are in a good position here, but it's very hard. And I can imagine for you to work with companies in the US. So I can talk a little bit about like the different mechanisms, but especially is, is to increase the async uh, communication and try to work in like a separate scope without too much dependencies with, uh, with other geos. So let me just change the topic a bit. Um, you know, data is considered very important and crucial today. They say data is a new oil, data, careers are very important you see so much focus on data analytics data science but that hasn't been the case historically you know like you see software development careers software testing careers maintenance we haven't seen traditionally data platform careers so and and another side i see you very passionate about mentoring you know career guidance and career you know, career mentoring in terms of leadership. So there are multiple questions actually, and you can answer in your own way. Where do you find talent? How do you make them data engineers? Is there a key curriculum? You know, how do you shape them in this career, right? And then next would be, how do you make leaders out of them? So maybe all the questions relating to the career discipline, data, you know, career paths, et cetera. Yeah, I think uh, you, are, you are right. Uh, this, this position, this role is pretty new, but it was something that uh, it was important for during several times and now more. So how, how can we find, find a data analyst? I mean, right now there are like different, diff different ways. I think that there is like in, in at college, for example, in university, you already have these courses and these subjects, but if not, there are like multiple uh, uh, people that came from maths. I, I met, for example, my the data partner. He, he came from a math. He's like a doctor in math. Uh, we also have Archana that she she started uh, with computing. She was also a software engineer, and then she became like the senior director that she's today. Um, in some way, uh, it's it's something that if you feel this passion about the numbers, about the users, about the impact that you can have, because it's something that you have to have these skills to analyze uh, data, to to be aware about the. The, the different like insights that you can see, for example, these trends to compare what happened two months ago uh, or, or to also understand the data. Sometimes we at the beginning, I remember that we were freaking out because we had like some peaks uh, or some decreases, but then we learned that this is seasonality. Sometimes it's because there are like different periods of the year when you are going to have like more traffic and others when you are going to have uh, less traffic. So in some way, if we, if I have to encourage people, uh, it's in Eventbrite, for example, you can just try it. I, as I did, I, I'm not 
uh, study to be like engineer manager. I started as a software engineer and then I, I mean, in my company right now, we have a career guide with all the expectations. So probably it's important that you can talk to other people in this role. That will be my advice about, hey, what are you doing? What is your day by day? And then see what, what are the expectations in the career guide, because then you are going to find like the dim- dimensions uh, that the, the skills that you have to have. So that's great. So tell me how your own career mentoring journey has been um in within event right um what has worked what has not worked and especially um i see huge diversity focus and a new center in hyderabad and you know some of the diversity experiences i was very fascinated with uh, the focus of your lady ceo on you know 50% uh, women in diversity in in your uh, each center so talk about it, you know, how do you feel about it? How you maintain it? What are your plans for India? You know, and what role are you playing in shaping this whole thing? Yeah, sure. Well, this is one of my favorite topics uh, because when I joined Eventbrite in Argentina, I, I'm originally from Argentina, uh, there were no female engineer. So at that time in my interview, they told me that and I was thinking, What's the issue that these people have, you know, why they don't have female engineers? Because in, at college we were, well, not too much, but at least three and five boys, you know, and it was not super, I mean, the balance was not, not so bad. After that, what we, what we did, uh, well, as you mentioned, I think it's very, very important that our CEO, uh, Julia Hart, it, it's, it's a woman because from the day one, uh, I've seen like a lot of, initiatives uh, on diversity and inclusion. Um, for example, one, one of the first things that we did there was to start like inviting another woman in leadership, uh, creating this, this leadership first and, and taking the time in hiring. Because if you, for example, want to hire fast, yeah, you're going to find all the people that is like the same and probably they are going to follow a pattern. But if you really take the time to, to, to say, well, I'm going to, for example, in my company, we have the rule. It's, it's a rule that we have uh, just to see uh, if we can find diverse talent first. If we, do, if we can, because we already interview and, and nobody wants to, to join, then we, we go for referrals and, and other like friends that from, from people from here or another college. But I think uh, during my five years here, uh, if I have to summarize, uh, for me, uh, the summarize, uh, the, the word is the opportunities. Here, I found that uh, everybody has opportunities and we, we, don't, we don't care if you are woman, man, if you are with this uh, particular religion or if you have like another, if you like to eat uh, only vegetables, you know, or meat, but we try to respect everybody. So I think that's the, the main, uh, the most important part. And on the different locations, what we have are like different committees. For example, in, in Spain, what we have right now is a wise group. This is like women in software engineering. So what we do is to meet each other every month. And what we do is to, for example, coordinate different sessions about, uh, for example, I, I facilitate a session about how to negotiate a promotion. 
Then we have a, a person from platform that she facilitated a meeting about how to use Datadog or Splunk to track uh, some error. So we, what we do is to, to, to have this community and, and work uh, between each other. But I think the hiding is very important and also the leadership support. If you don't have the support of your leaders, it's very hard to change. Well, what was the, the original situation until today that we, for example, in Hyderabad, our goal is to have 50 and 50 uh, percent of uh, diversity and inclusion. You know, today the DevSecOps is a very important discipline in product engineering. And especially when you, it comes to dealing with data and sensitive data. Uh, so data, Dev, Dev, DevOps is uh, coming very well. And uh, I see that uh, even Bright is using uh, microservices. How has it, you know, what what value you see in in the baking that huge monolithic application uh, platform of even Bright into microservices? Can you share your views around that? Yeah, uh, in this point, I think there are like several advantages. For example, uh, one of the of the good things of having uh, microservices is the ownership that the team feels. Uh, in, in, with, when we are creating a new feature and we have our service, we are able to do the release, do releases every day if we want or every hour if we want. Uh, if you put like this in a monolith, you can do that when a company uh, has like a, a bigger size. Uh, so in some way, uh, it's important in terms of ownership. It's important in terms of delivering value to, to the customers, to the users more frequently. And also about um, scaling. Uh, when you have uh, with these companies, like a big amount of traffic, it's very hard to, to scale a monolith uh, because you can do it uh, as you can do with microservices. And so in some way, it's also important to, to take in mind that it's not something cheap because you have to invest money, time, training, because all the team, uh, the, the team has to, to handle everything by their own. So what we are having right now at Eventbrite is that a, a culture like, I mean, we're like changing the, the mindset of the people, you know, we, we have to have DevOps mindset in our engineers because they are going to be able to create a Lambda, a, an instance in AWS. They have to have knowledge about how to, how to scale, about how to react when you have failures. We, you have to be ready to, to fail. That, that's another concept that is important. What we do here is to simulate, for example, that the service is down and try to see how, how the platform is, what, what's the behavior on that? What, what's the impact on, on customers? Are they seeing like a 404 page or are you seeing like a, well, a nice messages or are, are we able to, for example, process an order, uh, be, be able to, to purchase a ticket and then we can fix this behind the scenes, you know? So uh, a DevOps mindset is very, very important yeah, and it's also important to, to mention that the, the world is also changing. As you mentioned, uh, having people from data is very important. It's also important to understand uh, how, how this is working, not only to code and that's it, because you can code and use different styles, 
and probably uh, uh, there are like different ways to do this. And in some way, the important part is to, to code in a way that is efficient to consume like less resources. Good, thank you. And how about agile mindset in product development? Well, how do here, you what, yeah. encourage and practice it? Yeah, here at the beginning, we used to have like a scrum master, the scrum master role, but we don't have that anymore. These days, uh, is the same team who is like uh, autonomous in some way, and they decide, for example, we, it's true that we follow some, some guidelines. For example, what are the things that we follow in terms of agile? We have stand-up meetings, we have retrospectives, plannings, and refinement sessions. So with these refinement sessions, what we do is to, uh, every engineer is creating a task and put like the description and all the information there. They also put, for example, if they will need some work from a design partner or more clarification from a product partner. Then in the planning, for me as a manager, what I do is to ask, hey, hey team, we have these three goals. Are you think we are going to be able to achieve this in the next sprint? So it's important that during the, the sprint, all the things that you are committing there are going to be delivered. If you are not doing that, if, it's hard to, to, to understand what, what the team can, can deliver, you know? Uh, so what for me is more like a question to them. We have this goal. Do you think that with this task, are we going to achieve it? And they say, yeah, sometimes yes, or sometimes we have to change the goal. But the important part is that we, that we commit there is something that we are going to be able to deliver. Uh, so in terms of Agile, what we have are like technical program managers that we are coaching, coaching us, coaching the teams and try to see like the different dynamics that we can implement. But in terms of the sessions that we have, again, is the stand-up sessions, refinement, retrospective and planning. Uh, Karina, um, you've had very uh, flourishing career, and I'm, I, I can see that you're enjoying the current phase in your career as well. I want your advice for the young generation. What kind of careers lie ahead? What is your, you know, if you had two, three points of advice to make based on your own journey? Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely the first thing that came to my mind is to have a mentor, ha have someone that inspires you. I think that's important. Someone where you can like ask all the, th all the silly questions that we think when we are starting, you know, and you don't feel like confident, but there, try to find someone that you can always ask the, the silly question. Uh, because probably the, the question is not silly at all. So that will be the first thing. The second part is about being uh, very open to feedback. I think the feedback is, is something that for me, it was uh, very, very important to improve and to don't make the same mistakes again. Uh, and for example, sometimes is to just see another point of view, another perspective that I didn't realize. So the feedback is important. I'm not talking all, also only about feedback like direct. Sometimes when you are, starting as a software engineer or in data and you have like you someone is doing like this code review and adding some ideas to improve or you are creating a document just ask for feedback and be open to, to improve and to iterate it's important to share with more people and, and 
and, and, and add these this good ideas. And the last point I think is, yeah, and the last point I think uh, is to, to find what, what motivates, what is your passion, you know? For me, that, that was the point. Uh, when I started, I mean, coding is still one of my patients, but then I discover another kind of, I mean, it's solving problems uh, to another kind of problems. The problems that people have sometimes are like harder than, than the ones that you have in the code. So that's why I found that my motivation and my passion was uh, the management. But I, I know people that they try in the management and they say, no, I don't like this. And they come back to, they, they come back to, to the IC role or the coding role. Uh, it, it's the same with data. I mean, if you are curious, let's try it and let's let's do it. And, and then you will find that probably you are getting boring or bored about seeing numbers the whole day or not. And you're going to discover that this is your patient. So I think it's important to don't be like scary about, don't have these fears about starting something new and, and go out from the comfort zone, try to find someone to follow, someone that inspires you, that someone that you can ask questions, like the silly questions, and then the feedback. So that will be the, my three points. Thank you for listening to the Women Who Code podcast. To find out more about our mission and the work we do across the tech industry, visit our website, womenwhocode.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Women Who Code. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel with hundreds of hours of free educational videos. Just go to youtube.com backslash women who code. Thanks again for listening. And remember to subscribe, rate, and comment.